everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Before we get into Bloomington and their garbage and their ridiculous city council, uh, I want to, oh, I got a couple things I got to say. Uh, first off, Stan, Stan, Darkness Dave got married. He got married. Him That's and Cassie incredible. got married Congratulations, today. I did not know that. I know, I know. I am so happy I'm for so them. We wish them so much love and happiness today and always. Uh, honestly, it seems like a match made in heaven. I don't think I've ever seen him this happy. I don't think and I've ever seen you this happy either with all the stuff going on. I Jesus, know, you are I know. just blowing I, in there. I, I am pretty happy, too. And, of course, because it's November, uh, Thanksgiving's coming up next week. We're not going to be here next week because Stan's having a big thing. Thanksgiving to do with his family. That's right. So we're going to be doing a best of next week. All so right. You're and going to have to pick out a couple segments. And it'll be well, good stuff. Yep. Uh, it'll be good stuff. Yep. And you always like to get people going on Thanksgiving about politics, I know. And I, I kind of do that with my brother, my <laughs> older brother. I always try to, you know, throw in a couple of uh, Democratic viewpoints because he's a staunch Republican and <laughs> it really gets him going. So it's a lot of fun. Exactly. Uh, and of course, because it's November, I always talk about it being National Adoption Month. I remind everybody how important adoption is. I tell you about my family, all, every one of them. All my nieces and nephews are adopted without uh, women choosing to give up their babies for adoption. My family wouldn't be the fabulous, wonderful, amazing family that it is. I am so grateful and thankful for them. Uh, there are 110,000 children in foster care, <coughs> excuse me, across the United States and almost a thousand here in Minnesota. And I just think that's that's so, so heartbreaking. The Janine Moore, she's the area director of the Hennepin County Child Care or County Child and Family Services. She talked uh, today. She had a great article in MinPost. I hope you'll read it talking about National Adoption Month in November and how they make a special effort to honor the families who've chosen to give the gift of a permanent home uh, to teens, children and infants who definitely are. They definitely need someone in their corner. They uh it's just a really nice article and how at the end of this year in Hennepin County, they expect at least 124 infants, children and teenagers will begin their new lives with 89 families who've made the commitment to support them in their forever homes. I just think that's that's so cool. And she acknowledges how adoption isn't for for every family. Uh, and that's OK, too. There are other things that you can do. So just remember that when you're sitting down to your Thanksgiving table, all the things that you are thankful and grateful for. And we really do have so many things to be thankful and grateful for. All right. Uh, now we're going to talk about another lawsuit because you government doesn't get to just come in and put their boot on our throat. They just don't get to do it. And I've had it, and apparently the people in the city of Bloomington have had it too. And we've actually had the guys, uh, some of the guys on to talk about um, the garbage lawsuit that was going on out in Bloomington today. Greg Joseph is joining us. He's going to give us a, a an update and catch us up to all the action that's been going on out in Bloomington. Hello, Greg jo Joseph. Welcome to the show. 
Thanks, Sue. Thanks for having me. Yes. All right. This is a big deal. So what I what I, I think we're going to have to back it up all the way to the beginning so that the listeners who aren't familiar with the garbage battle going on in Bloomington, why don't you start us at the beginning and tell us what happened and then what we're looking forward to next week? Sure, sure. Well, I'll 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 try to I'll try to distill it a little bit if I can. So, okay, okay. Um, this has obviously been going for quite a while, uh, but the way this began was in 2005, uh, and my clients put together a petition back in 2000. Uh, sorry, 2015, not 2005. Um, that would be a really long time. Uh, <laughs> they put together a petition. Uh, this was after the city had mentioned the idea of converting to organized collections. So the first steps they took was to put together a ballot initiative to try to say, hey, uh, let's make this decision the voter's decision, okay? That it was simple up or down, yes or right. no, okay? Great idea. If the idea. voters want it, go for it. If they don't, then it's a no. That's all, okay? Uh, that was presented to the city, uh, and that was rejected on various grounds. And that actually became the substance of the first lawsuit against the city of Bloomington was the ballot initiative. Okay, now, in the interim, my clients actually came up with a referendum, which was, again, rejected by the city on various procedural grounds, the merits of which we won't get into. Uh, but the first lawsuit, the initiative, wound up being dismissed by Judge Moore in Hennepin County District Court. The grounds for the dismissal are not particularly important, uh, but let's just say they were procedural. Uh, in other words, he said that, yes, okay, if we pass the initiative, fine, but then the city council could just undo it the very next day. Right, okay? right. So it, he said, uh, you know, this is, this is uh, silly. It's an absurd result. We're not going to go down that road. But he said, if you want to bring redress, the proper avenue for the redress is through a charter amendment. So my client said, okay. <laughs> okay. Again. <laughs> Let's have a charter amendment. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, gathered the uh, thousands of signatures necessary. And actually, that's how I got involved with this, was I was one of the guys who was collecting signatures around the city of Bloomington. I lived there at the time. And uh, gathered the signatures necessary and put it before the city council. And again, in this case, it was rejected. And this time they gave six different grounds uh, ranging from a manifest unconstitutionality to something called an improper referendum. Um, and they, they, uh, they denied it. Why are uh, the, why so, is the Bloomington city council so afraid of letting the people have their say? I, I, I can't say, um, I, I, I can't say, but this is, this is really a fundamental issue that transcends politics. And I, I want to emphasize that because whether it's the Vassar versus Minneapolis case, which was the $15 minimum wage case, whether it's ours, okay, both of those involve citizen-initiated legislation. And it's critical, critical that people have the right to at least bring redress and be heard. Whether you agree with the subject matter or not is secondary. Right. You know, it's the fundamental right to bring this that's so important. You have so, to be able to, to come back at your government. You have to. This, this is Article 12. This is Article 12 <laughs> of the Constitution. This is Statute 410.12. This is really basic stuff. And uh, it's, it's critical, and especially when it's inconvenient. You know, it's, it's easy to pass something like this when the city council's on board. Right. It's when the city council's opposed to it that it's so critical. So 
Uh, fast forward, uh, here we are today. Um, we brought suit in district court. Uh, Judge Moreno heard the case, and he found in this case that um, the exercise of city power, any municipal power in this case, is preempted by the state statute. And thus, anything that doesn't comport with the strictly defined process is, uh, is preempted and thus null and void. And that's what we've appealed from. So what happens now? Well, so now we've got the opinion coming down Monday morning. 10 o'clock is the new opinion set. <laughs> and well, we, we don't know. We'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll see. If we, if we win, uh, I don't know how Bloomington is going to handle it. We'll see. It'll be very interesting. Let's put it that way. You know, uh, they're we... they're just shady out there. They are just shady out there. Beanie, uh, the mayor, I've known Beanie for years and years and years and years. I can't believe the citizens of of uh, Bloomington keep reelecting him. It's absolutely shocking. And to right. have a, a city council that is so tone deaf to the people is just astonishing. Yeah, you know, it it is one of the things that's that's amazing is when we gathered signatures way back when for this petition. It was fun to see all the people from different political stripes signing these petitions, whether they had Obama bumper stickers or Bush or Romney bumper stickers. It didn't matter, you know, because this is about the right to be heard. Whether you agree with organized collection or not, this is just about letting citizens be able to decide. Really, that's all this ever was. How how can people get more information or maybe how could they help the people who are picking up the tab for the lawsuit? Well, um, well, my clients put together a Facebook page. Uh, it's hands off our cans. They can certainly <laughs> track that down. Which, They've been on my show before, and so it should surprise none of my regular listeners that hands off our cans is the go-to site. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So they can get more information there. Um, one of our guys uh, publishes a newsletter, and uh, certainly can get more information that way, but um, one way or the other, uh, Monday we'll have more information, and my guys are prepared to take the next step to the Supreme Court if this doesn't break in our favor, too. So. I think it's going to break in your favor because you have got to be able to petition the government for redress. You just have to be able to. I agree with you. It crosses all all political lines. This is about being able to address this. Right. And, you know, it, in this statute in particular is, I mean, there is an express reservation of power for city governments. It's right. unmistakable that any exercise of city power is legitimate. So it, to find otherwise means that there's no such thing as reserving power to cities, and it, it just can't be read that way. Right, it right. Well, Greg Joseph, thank you so very much. I know it's going to come down in your favor. Our side seems to be on a roll lately. So let's hope that roll keeps on going and keep us posted what happens on Monday. I will, Sue. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, another lawsuit we have to have to follow. And, well, I got a few more I could start telling people about, too. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about sexual misconduct. We're going to talk about... Uh, last week, we talked about Senator Schoen and Representative Cornish. We'll talk a little bit more about them. We'll talk about Al Franken. Al Franken. Folks, I got news for you. He's going nowhere. So I know everybody's talking about how, yeah, Keith Ellison's going to be um, going to be put in. Uh, if Al Franken stepped down, Governor Dayton would get to appoint a temporary senator until... 
the 2018 election, and they're all talking about who's going to who's Governor Dayton going to appoint. Uh, we can play some fun games with that, but I'll tell you right now, Al Franken is going nowhere. The guy has got an amazing legal team, an amazing PR team. He came out with his statement, and now nobody's seen hide nor hair of him for the last two days, which is very smart, by the way, very smart. Uh, and I've noticed uh, Senator Schoen and Representative uh, Cornish have also clammed up, as they should. Thank you very much. Any good lawyer would tell you that. I learned that from my lawyer friend, John Gilmore. Uh, but we'll talk sexual misconduct. We'll talk politics, what should happen to these guys who are pigs and leeches and creepers. And um, and we'll talk about this being tried in the court of public opinion, where these people are tried and, and sentenced and convicted and, and demands for their removal. What should happen? And I have to give you an update on the rally uh, that was over at the Capitol yesterday. They had uh, Channel 5 said they had 50 or 60 people over there uh, rally against sexual assault. Folks, this is about something much more than just sexual assault. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Oh, my gosh, Dan. Christmas is coming it right is. around the corner. Cool one away. It is where you can hear the Christmas tunes right now. Where do I hear the Christmas tunes? 107.9. <laughs> cool one away. <laughs> I know. I've already had it on. and I've already, I knew you had it on. I've already heard Oh, Holy Night twice. Uh, <laughs> That'll be coming your way here in about a month on the Sue Jeffers Show. I know. Yeah. I know. I went to Walmart this week and um, beginning of the week, and as I walked out, it said 39 days to Christmas. I thought, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah, it's coming fast. But, I mean, of course, Thanksgiving's this week, and, yeah, everybody have a blessed, wonderful. Uh, we have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be grateful for, and in spite of all our warts, America, yay, USA, uh, still the best country in the world to live in, hands down, totally. Um, I'm mad that we're having to talk about sexual misconduct. I'm mad that we're having to talk about these leeches, these creepers, uh, these uh, unprofessional, unserious, embarrassing politicians. And 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 I talk, I told Stan, I said there are so many things that we should be talking about, but we aren't talking about because we're talking about these creepers in um, in elected office or in Hollywood or in uh, I don't care wherever they are. So I told Stan that one of the stories that I wanted to talk about was um, NASA's top climate ex- in expert James Hansen predicted that by 2018 the Arctic would be ice free and lower Manhattan would be underwater. The Democrats call James Hansen a climate prophet. Uh, So he made that prediction 25 years ago and I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting and yeah. 25 years. I cannot believe people have not figured this out by now. I cannot believe that that for 25 years they've been get away, getting away with all these ridiculous well, what predictions. what they're going to say, though, is it would have happened 25 years from them, but since the steps from the EPA and all the regulations yeah, on coal and anything. natural gas and all that yeah. stuff, that's what saved Manhattan up to this point otherwise. Liar, liar, pants on fire, liars. Uh, the doomsday scientists of today 
they are making the same fundamental mistakes that they made before. Uh, and they just, you know, it, it just makes me so mad that they ignore free market cam- capitalism and they ignore how innovative we are and how we continue to develop new uh, technologies and cheaper, more efficient uh, products that use less energy and are less polluting. Uh, and I'm sure by the time 2042 comes around and they tell us that whatever, Minneapolis is going to be underwater, they'll be wrong again. And the scientists of today will look just as ridiculous as those science scientists uh, looked 25 years ago. I don't know. They scared a lot of people. But when you look back and you say, wow, none of their predictions have come true. They take the worst case computer simulated model and they run with it. And oh, they're wrong, wrong, wrong. And I'd like to thank France, who stepped up to the plate after Trump said he was going to withdraw the United States from the Paris Climate Accord. The president of France has offered up a boatload of money so they can study climate science instead of the United States having to pick up for it, pick up the tab for it. So I'm 100 percent on board with that. So this week. Uh, and I saw this in a couple different places. I think the mainstream media is just starting to pick it up now, but I saw it in Roll Call. Uh, $15 million has been paid out, uh, including two sitting members of Congress, um, 264 settlements against sexual harassment, racial harassment, religious or disability-related discrimination complaints. $15 million. million because we have these scumbags who are elected into office. And you know what? We don't get to know the names because they have privacy rights. So 15 million of our of our tax dollars are used to 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 pay for these guys who have sexually harassed people, racially harassed people, harassed them over their uh, religion or their uh, a disability. I want names. I want names, names, names. And it just makes me so furious. So you've got with all the sexual allegations that are going on now, we all remember how how people came out and and made up stuff they just they just made up stuff and the media was very very quick to try and convict and sentence these people we all remember what happened to robert bork we all remember what happened to clarence thomas we all remember what happened to herman cain people are generally skeptical when someone makes these accusations now in the case of senator shown here in minnesota didn't we have pictures didn't we? I think we had pictures. I think we had Snapchats. We had text messages. We had uh, things like that. Uh, with Tony Cornish, we saw some text messages. And the call is getting louder for uh, Tony Cornish and Senator Schoen to step down. Ironically, the name that came out yesterday that I think floored a lot of people, I don't know why, we warned you. We told you what Al Franken was like. Every single person should have known what Al Franken was like. They should have known, known that he was a sleaze. They should have known that he was a scumbag before he was elected. And if you voted for him and didn't know, it's because you didn't want to know. And the I forget which paper, and maybe it was NPR, I don't remember which one it was, came out today saying that the liberal women are shocked. They're just shocked, shocked that they trusted Al. 
Al. They believed Al. And and I'm like, are you kidding me? You've got the party of Kennedy, the party of Clinton, the party of Gore, the party of Barney Frank, the party of John Edwards, the party of Al Sharpton. Every one of them have been accused. Every single one of them. Bill Clinton for 30 years. Uh, Ted Kennedy was in the Senate for 50 years. And he killed a woman and left her in the car and they reelected him over and over and over and over again. And for some reason, these people are just shocked, shocked because they trusted him and supported him. Uh, Al Franken apologized on third Thursday, uh, a meaningless self-serving apology, in my opinion. Uh, Al Franken apologized and he called for an inquiry into his own behavior. You know why he called for an inquiry into his own behavior? Because he knows nothing will happen. He knows what happens with the Senate Ethics Committee. He knows what a joke it is. Uh, when was the last time they threw a senator out for ethical behavior? A hundred years ago. A hundred years ago. And and Al Franken knows that's the way he skates. The some of the um oh and Al oh, there's a picture of it. There's a picture of it. And and even when the woman talks about how he rammed his tongue down her throat, Al says, Oh, I don't remember that part. I didn't I didn't I that I don't remember that that way. But you know what, Al, there's a photo right there and it is it is horrifying. Um but what do you think should happen to Al? What do you think should happen to Al? I wish he'd resign. I don't think he's going to. We can play that game. Oh, 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. What do you think should happen to these politicians who behave in conduct unbecoming uh, a legislator? It's, you know, for me, I, I'm i really troubled by this. I'm troubled because all it seems to take is an accusation. And we're hearing more and more calls for zero tolerance. No, we do not want zero tolerance. Do you know why we don't want zero tolerance? Zero tolerance is a one-size-fits-all. That means you could be thrown out because you uh, leered at someone um, or asked them out on a date and, and they didn't want to go out on a date with you. Or it could mean you'd rape some, someone. And with zero tolerance, it's a one-size-fits-all. And I want people I want to stress to people again that this has got to be uh, on a done by on a on a case by case on a case by case um, um, uh, process, because every one of these stories are different. What Al did is different from what Tony Cornish did, what Tony Cornish did. And then you have to ask yourself, let's make sure we're very clear about the terminology that we're using. When we're using the word sexual harassment, that means something very, very different from when we're using the term sexual assault. And let's make sure to remember that we have laws in place to handle the criminal aspect of this. I loved 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 the drudge headline this week they called al our perv senator our perv senator uh and now you you know al had a had a book the, the giant in the senate or whatever the name of his book is now everybody's adjusting it all the memes are coming out and turning them into into cartoons but then what does our local media do our local media comes out and they print stories like oh here are the seven people who worked for al and he was great they come out with a a story about i'm I'm a liberal feminist and and yeah i'm opposed to sexual harassment and sexual assault but yeah al franken should stay because he's really
really, really a good guy. Um, Ann Coulter's even tweeting about Al Franken. Um, she tweeted Franken. It was clearly, Franken said it was clearly intended to be fun, funny, but wasn't. Ann Coulter said pretty much summarizes Al Franken's whole career. Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. Lots more coming. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and Twin Cities Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. I'm really frustrated with how the media covers this, too. Every headline about Tony Cornish is just slamming the guy. Uh, it's not quite as bad for Senator Schoen. And, and then Al Franken gets the kid glove treatment. And the kid, you know, the, the Al Franken's accused of this. He apologizes. And there's your, there's your headline. Uh, the trib, the, the Tribune, instead of using a picture of Al groping the sleeping woman on the airplane, grabbing her breasts. No, no, no. They use a picture of them dancing on the USO tour. That would never happen if it was a Republican. Never, ever, ever happen. And I want to give kudos to Sarah Janisak. Sarah Janisak um, actually... Uh, challenged the Tribune editorial board for their inconsistent policy on how, in some cases, they are so quick to to try convict and sentence someone and demand for someone's resignation. Yet uh, Al Franken gets treated with kid gloves by the Tribune editorial board. Kid gloves and Patricia Lopez, who is ridiculous. I don't. I don't know how that woman keeps her job on the editorial board. She comes back. And says, "What are you trying to imply, Sarah Janisak?" And Sarah Janisak comes back and says, "Pretty simple. Anyone who is 55 knows better than that to do what Franken did. Any paper that calls for resignations because of allegations of lesser conduct, but bows out in worse conduct of a U.S. senator, is inconsistent or worse." Thank you, Sarah Janisak. That's a hundred, hundred percent right. Um, and we're finally getting some people to wake up too, because apparently some fifty-three percent of the Hillary voters now think the the sexual misconduct allegations against Bill Clinton are credible. Man, I, it's just shocking. Just shocking how stupid people can be. Uh, Steve, you're up first. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. Uh, l- listen, you know, I just, uh, I, it's a quick comment here, but uh, I met Al Franken. He was a friend of a friend. I, I, I want to say it was like a St. Margaret's a mixer. This 68, 69, maybe 67, someplace back in. A long time ago. A long time ago. And then he worked with a friend of mine, Dudley Riggs. And I thought he was a creep then. Also, <laughs> that's pretty much because he all is a I creep. Have. But he but is I mean, a creep. You know, first impressions are, are you know, he just let me put let me put it to you this way. I was raised with an ethic uh, from my grandfather, my father, that when a woman says no, it means no, and when a woman says yes, it still might mean no. You're exactly right. That's very good advice. <laughs> You know, and that's what I've tried to raise my sons with that. Yeah, yes might mean no. <laughs> that's true, Steve. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Hey. Appreciate your comments. You you would have to, I mean, 
All you had to do is read the Playboy article and you would know what a scumbag Al Franken is. All you had to do is look at his jokes, jokes about um, uh, pedophilia, jokes about raping unconscious women. And don't tell me for a minute, oh, he was a comedian. Because you know what? That's not funny. And it was never funny, ever, ever. Uh, I wish he'd step down. I don't think I don't think he will. I think you're seeing an interesting dynamic happen, though, because as people accept that Bill Clinton uh, raped and assaulted people and beat up people and our people are starting to realize uh, how horrible he was and how Hillary covered up for him for 20 or 30, maybe 40 years uh, it, it's been interesting to watch some of that kind of stuff. Um, but the the double standards out there are just so incredible. And Al Franken came down super hard on on Roy Moore, the candidate out of Alabama. And all of a sudden he got real quiet, real quiet. And you've got more. Uh, Roy Moore in Alabama, who was accused of things with no proof. And did you see that uh, Roy Moore's attorney asked Gloria Elred for the yearbook so they could do handwriting analysis and and to um, get a uh, to look at the ink and determine how old the ink was. And Gloria said, no way you don't get the yearbook. Uh, and you're seeing more and more people come out for him too, uh, and and I think he's going to win. So I think Al's going to stay in the in the Senate. I think Roy Moore's going to win, and I think the ultimate goal, of course, was to try to get rid of uh, to try to get rid of uh, Donald Trump, and they call him the abuser in chief. Uh, yet these are the same people who vote for voted for Clinton twice, and well, more than that when you look at his at his uh, whole entire whole entire career. It really troubles me, though, that you look at all the instances where people have been crying wolf, and it's always Democrats coming after Republicans, whether it was Bork or Thomas or uh, Clarence Thomas or Herman Cain or whatever. Uh, and and really, it is. I don't think people realize how dangerous it is, dangerous it is to have people being tried in the court of public opinion it's dangerous for all of us and and if it's criminal then we deal with it if it's not criminal uh, and you know what i'll tell you another thing women you have a responsibility too you have a responsibility to tell these leeches to get away from you you have a responsibility to tell them no and i understand in some cases that you may be very intimidated by your boss or your professor or your uh, politician that you're working for, um, but there are places you can go and there are people that you can talk to that will help you with with that. And no, it doesn't have to be career ending either. John, you're up next. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Great. You have some thoughts? Good. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Yep. Um, no, I just want to say, you know, I've been on this uh, show before and uh I just want to say that next time uh, Al Franken wants to write a book about liars, I hope it's about himself. I know. <laughs> uh, wow. he's Man, he's incredible. Wow. I wish he'd step down, but I know he's not going to. What? What's that? I wish he'd step down. I know he's not going to. Oh, In fact, I know. I, I, take... I told my brother this uh, uh, today. He's not going to step down. It's nope. I'll take the prediction one step further, John. He's going to lead the Equal Rights Amendment to try to get it passed nationwide. Mark my words. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.
Yeah, we're going to have to come up with a new one for the new year here, too, pretty soon. Oh, yeah. You know, I like this song. I like this song. I used to sing this song in my sleep. Mm-hmm. This uh-huh. is a good one. You know, I heard a song this week that I really liked, and I thought, oh, I should tell Stan I really like that song. It was, um, oh, my God, it's as old as this one. Um Bob Seger, old time of rock and roll. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's yeah. a great one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bummer. Did you see the guy from ACDC died? Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, I know. I know. Tough life. Uh, well, it can All be. All my rock and roll uh, friends are yeah. slowly leaving us. And you know what? When they're when you're my age, you lose even more of uh, them. Yours yeah. are already gone. I, well, don't, some don't of them. Yourself. I know. Don't I know. yourself. Crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> All right. Now, of course, the charges came out against uh, Al Franken. Al Franken had to man up and say, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I didn't remember uh, the the way you remember it. But, oh, yeah, that picture, well, I guess that's hard to get around the picture that was taken by his brother. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, yeah. And if that would have been a Republican, you know as well as I do, the media would have been out there interviewing everyone Al Franken ever dated in high school and grade school and elementary school and all of that kind of stuff. But Al Franken's going to get a pass. Um, All of this talk about uh, sexual harassment, uh, I find it really, really interesting. And what I'm finding is it's just breaking my heart for women who have been sexually assaulted. You understand the difference between harassment and assault. And one is criminal. And, well, I guess both could be in some instances, but in Uh, We have laws on the books to address assault. Uh, I hope every one of those people who have committed some sort of sexual assault will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And yes, uh, run out of whatever office that they're in. But I'll tell you, I don't think any of the politicians are going to resign. Also, did, did you see this week? This week we saw the military came out and they said that sexual assaults in the military are increasing. And I think that's part of this movement, too, that more people... People are willing to speak up. More people are willing to say no and more people are willing to press charges. They probably also saw people like Gretchen Carlson get $20 million. That is unbelievable. But it does help people stand up. And I want people to stand up and speak out if they believe they've been sexually harassed, if they believe they've been sexually assaulted. I want people prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I will repeat again, if you touch a kid, you deserve the death penalty. So... So so we're all clear on that. There was a rally over at the Capitol on Friday. Um, they had uh, it was a women's group they, that organized a, a rally at the Capitol for sexual harassment. Um, they had a whole bunch of speakers. They said they wanted to send a very clear message that they will not tolerate sexual harassment. And at the same time, they were going to be supporting and encouraging the women who have spoken out against Representative Cornish and Senator Schoen. We stand in unity and we will not be silenced. I put up on my Facebook page um, because they had a, they had a picture of the of this rally. Channel Five said there were about over. 50 people there, uh, and they were holding a bunch of these pink pre-printed signs that said, I believe her, and I put up on my Facebook page, who paid for the pre-printed signs? Who paid for the signs? I want to know. And the, oh man, I got bashed. I got bashed on my on my Facebook page just by one woman in particular, and she said, I just don't appreciate this is the take you take. Well, you know what, folks? I want you to know that a lot of these stuffs are not really grassroots 
organiz- grassroots rallies. They're organizations that are planned. They're rallies that are planned by organizations, and and they're trying to push a different agenda. And I give Channel 5 a lot of credit because Channel 5 said, the fi- and I quote, the 50-plus people at the rally were pushing for, an, for the Equal Rights Amendment. And if you don't know what that is, you should. And um, we'll have to tackle this another day because we only have a, a few more a few more minutes today. Um, these people are trying to get this misnamed Equal Rights Amendment uh, passed nationwide. And I saw this back in the 70s. Back in the 70s, they had all these hearings trying to get it through. And and it they promise that they're going to cure everything from sexual harassment to uh, poverty to the wage gap to uh, uh, favoring the women in courts. It's going to put an end to domestic violence and rape and forced prostitution and sexual slavery. And the bottom line is, folks, it is so unneeded. I can honestly see Al Franken becoming the spokesperson for this push for this Equal Rights Amendment. Go read the 14th Amendment. Go read the 14th Amendment. You don't want to change the Constitution where it's going to give government more power. It's going to give government more power in uh, how the government will get to enforce and interpret. They'll get to reinterpret every single law that's on the books based that, that makes any kind of distinction to gender. Every, and I don't care. Think marriage, divorce, alimony, employee, uh, anything. So this is something you really have to have to take a look at it because under the guise of of speaking up against sexual harassment, they're going to try to ram this through. And there is a much bigger distinction between sexual harassment and sexual assault, between a criminal assault. And I, I cannot stress enough how we really, really, really have to pay attention to what's going on with that because we you don't you don't want to mess with the Constitution. You want to make sure you really understand what's going on. And nobody does it better than the Democrats. Nobody messages better than the Democrats. I was also kind of surprised this week. NPR came out with a story on uh, Tony Cornish and they interviewed 25 people and everybody's freaking out because it's 25 people. Um, and Tony Cornish came out and he said, I'm an adult, not a saint. Now, time out right here. I'm not defending him, but I'm saying the man deserves to be heard. The man deserves to get a voice. You don't have you don't get to have all these um, people, all these legislators, all these editorial boards, all these um, fellow legislators. You don't get to have all them come out and make the guy guilty. That's not the way our country works. Now, if an individual party wants to address this issue, there are places to address that, too. Um, apparently, Kurt Doubt was the only guy in the in the House that didn't know Tony Cornish was looking for a girlfriend. But um, another reason Kurt Doubt should step down. Now you've got all these new procedures in place, all these harassment things that that classes that people have to take and it was interesting Kurt Dowd said oh we can't make it mandatory that people take these harassment things but we can encourage them to well I yeah so there there is a lot of change that needs to be uh needs to be handled out there Mark Dayton Mark Dayton Mark Dayton finally came out and weighed in on this and Mark Dayton 
called the reports of sexual harassment atrocities that have no place in state government. Atrocities, Mark Dayton, harassment is a lot of things. It is not an atrocity. You're talking about harassment. You're not talking about assault. You're not talking about rape. You're not talking about uh, murder. You're not talking about any number of other things. Harassment is not an atrocity. Should it be tolerated in the work workplace? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, and and I can see things are going to start um, changing on the along those lines. Governor Dayton told MMB Minnesota Minnesota Management and Budget Commissioner, uh, "Hey, go through and look at all our sexual harassment policies and trainings and procedures, uh, and you can be sure they'll all be looked at." But I want you to remember this: when you're thinking about our elected officials. They always talk about their moral and ethical standard. It's not a very high bar. It's not a very high bar for the ethics and the morality of a lot of the people that we put in office. And ultimately, folks, this comes down to us. This comes down to us that we're the ones that put these people into office. And guess what? We can be the ones to take them out. Although I'm really sad that we're stuck with Al for another four years. I wish he would resign. I just just do not see it happening. But while we're talking about sexual uh, harassment, we're not talking about really important things that, that I think we should be talking about it. Okay, Stan, do you know what GQ is? I do. Gen- Gentlemen's Quarterly. Yes. It's a magazine. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. And I obviously read it a lot. Yeah, I yep. know. I could tell. I mean, look at me. Okay. So <laughs> apparently every year they pick what well, did you just snort? I think you did. <laughs> okay. Um the, every year they pick a citizen of the year. Guess who they picked this year? Wasn't it Kaepernick this yeah, year? Colin yeah, Colin Kaepernick. That's a good thing. Oh, uh, all I could think of was... But you got suckered in because you're talking about them, which is the whole point of the reason they did it, so they yep. could sell magazines. But so you know what I'm, sucker. You know what I'm going to talk about? J.J. Watt. He raised $37 million for Hurricane Harvey victims, and that's who I Oh, picked. you're just picking that's him because he's white. Well, and he's handsome, and $37 million, I mean, that's a lot. He started out trying to raise, what, $200,000 or something, and it kept going and going and going and going. Yeah, that would be a great one for citizens. I could think of a lot of others for citizens of the year, too. Last week during the Viking game, you had a couple of our state legislators who were, they would not use the word Redskins. They would not use the word Redskins when the Vikings played the Redskins. One of them is uh, Representative Waltz's running mate, Peggy Flanagan. She said, hey, Vikings, let's take out that football team with the racist name today. And you had uh, Representative Becker Finn wants the R word mute button on her TV. And you had the Democrats target Jason Lewis. They targeted Jason Lewis. Good luck with that, Jason. I'll help you. I'll help you win again, even though I'm mad at you about a vote that you had. But we'll talk about that when we come back. Well, not next week, but the week after the week after that. Also, we saw CD8 up in northern Minnesota went from leaning D to a toss up. And I think Stauber's going to win that race up there. Take Nolan out finally. And you you remember we've talked about the corruption and the cronyism and the lawsuits that we've seen in the Commerce Department. Uh, Mike Rotham's resigning from the Commerce Department. 
that was a disaster under his leadership, and he wants to run for attorney general. General, good luck, good luck. We're going to get behind Doug Wardlow. Uh, anyway, I have lots of other things I wanted to talk to you about. They'll have to wait. We're going to be gone next week. So we want to wish everyone a very happy Thanksgiving, right? That is correct. You'll be with your family. I'll be with my family, my daughters. And and her husband are having Thanksgiving dinner. Are they doing the we, cooking? We yeah. Or are they getting a catered? And no no no. They're do- oh my son in law is a great cook. Oh yeah. And this is just going to be really exciting because we have so much to be grateful for, mm-hmm. so many things to be thankful for. And besides, we get a Saturday off, and you yep. get. To- and my key card still worked today, so I'm grateful too. I well, we have jobs. Yeah. Can you believe it's been that long, Stan? Oh my gosh. All right, everyone, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Sue Jeffers, twin. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.